why we are here. We are, are here, here to build, build you up. My name is Fitz, and this is Fitz. And, and, but I thought you were Fitz and I was Beats. Oh, I so we, we never get this right. Well, we are here. We are here to help you to get built up. We yes. Are here to talk about the number of times when you go to the gym and you get built up and you do all the reps that you need to do. Yes, it is so important to have proper gym etiquette yes. while oh, you do I, the reps. Yes, mm -hmm. so you are there. You do, yes. You do the big reps too. Now, mm. don't forget. Now, now, the bits is going to show us mm. how we do this. Now, bits. Now, remember. Couple things. Number one, when you bend down, you have to grunt very loudly. <laughs> yes, and you have, to, you have to lift it up and then put it back down. Yes. Okay, you're All right. All right. I should watch. Yes. Down, down, yes, down. Okay. Little, I'll put it a little higher. Okay, put it back down. <laughs> you hurt yourself. Huh. Okay. I oh. am done. It feels so good. Oh, I am now going to walk around for 20 minutes and tell everybody else how exhausted I am. Yes, that's what But we how do. strong and majestic my muscles are. Oh, behold the majesty of your yes, muscles. Yes, indeed. That's so beautiful. <laughs> one yes. time, one rep is all you need. And then fine. brag all you want. Okay. Have a nice day. Okay, bye-bye. So I've been in a few gyms over the years and health clubs and, and I've seen this where it's the person who walks in and, and you know what, they always got the outfit, they've got the muscle t-shirt or the, the skin tight clothing and they come in and, and it's a spectacle. They spend a little time kind of socializing with everybody and then it's finally after about 45 minutes of warming up, mostly their mouth, it's time to finally work out. And, and you can watch it happen. They, they get over there and, and get on the weight bench and like look around, make sure, wait for somebody to walk by. And they go, ah, and, and lift and, and drop the weight so it makes lots of noise. And they look around and say, ah. And then they walk around for another 45 minutes, get a few drinks of water. And if you accidentally uh, drink the drinking fountain, it kind of splashes on your, your hair, it'll make you look like you've been sweating. And, and so it is. For many people, they go through the simulation of working out and the simulation of being fit, and actually they're not really doing much at all. Some years ago, uh, when I was in high school, I had a similar experience. I was on the cross-country team. It's a fall sport. It was great. I loved it because it was co-ed, and, and what's not to love about running through the woods, girls and guys, right? That's what our coach always said, right? And that was supposed to be funny. I know it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> but I remember in particular, it was my senior year, we were training our last workout before the regional cross-country meet. And we were at Baylor Park in Carver County, Minnesota, about five, six miles from my high school. We went there to train because that was the location of the regional meet. And you know, three-mile run through the woods, had this all figured out uh, of what our times had been, but our coach was challenging us, and we were far enough out that he wanted us to work it really hard and run it as if it were the regional meet and, and break our normal times, if possible. And, and so it was going to be a grueling run. It was, gonna, it was a beautiful fall day. It's my senior year, and, and along with the rest of my friends, he, he started the stopwatch out on this field, and we ran off about 300, 400 yards, and then made our way into the woods, where the duration of those three miles would follow the trails through the woods. 
thing was is once we got inside the woods, which was very thick and the leaves had not dropped yet, the lead runner stopped. And then the second runner stopped. And then I stopped. And one after another, we all stopped. And we all smiling, standing in the woods, asking the question, okay, whose watch is going right now? Like, all right, we got about 15 minutes to just kind of spend a little have fun in the woods. So we walked around, breaking sticks, talking about upcoming homecoming games and things like that. And we walked through the woods down this little shortcut to the edge of the trail that then would emerge out of the woods. And we knew about how long it might take us from the point of the woods to the finish line where we could see in the distance our coach was still looking at his watch, waiting for us. And, and pretty soon it was Ross's turn, and it was Rhett's turn, and then it was uh, Michael's turn, and then it was my turn. And we, we ran through, and, and in a way that we had never done before, had ran and made it to the finish line. Best time ever! In fact, way too good to be even possible. And our coach just shook his head because he, he knew the bluff was up. You know what, you can only fake it so long. You know, and when this happens in churches, put this in the context of we are the body of Christ. And as Paul told us last week that, you know, the, the calling is to, to come and in the body of Christ to be equipped for ministry, acts of service, to, to be the body of Christ that in response to the gospel, God meeting us in our life from where we once were dead, God brings us alive again and, and it would cost him his everything in order that he would invest in us a life that has purpose and meaning. Not to earn our salvation but rather because he has paid it all and God has set us free to live for him. So why is it that so many of us are just going through the motions, pretending? And so often we're just kind of walking the walk, and rather than living it, we're just sort of walking it, pretending. As long as perceptions around us are that we're walking in Jesus, a lot of times we're good with that. We might even be people who go to Bible classes, and yet the moment we leave Bible class, sometimes by the time we hit the parking lot, is it really even showing that we are His? That we belong to the one who has called us by name? Or are we going through the motions? Yeah, I've heard this saying, I've heard this at a conference one, you know, are we people who talk smack but don't give jack, right? <laughs> we're walking and we're really living in, as hypocrites. And our lives are empty. And the question comes is, who are we when no one is looking? What is it that, that God is doing in our life? Or are we avoiding his, you know, his provision in our life and his calling on our life? Are we trying to just do our own thing except when somebody's watching us? You know, it doesn't take long if there are people who live with you to figure that out. You know, if it's your spouse, they're gonna, they, can, they can see right through it if it's not real. Your kids, they can see right through it if it's not real. People around you, they can see it right through it when it's not real. We might be able to keep it up for a while. But ultimately, at some point, the gig is up. Who are we, really? And if the body of Christ is only as strong as its weakest part, what does that say about us as a body when we ask that question of ourselves today? You know, with all of that being said, Paul writes this, and I, I want to jump 
to the verse in, in Ephesians 4. And it's, a little, it's in the middle of our reading today. And, and it's where Paul says this. Instead, he says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You now he says that speaking the truth in love, kind of an interesting translation. I'm not sure the NIV got this one quite right. Because really if you pull it apart, this this word doesn't show up very often in Greek, and when it does, there's much more meaning than just simply speaking truth. It actually has to do with word and deed, that also practicing, living truth in love. And to ponder what that means, it's, it's that our deeds and our life and our thoughts and our motivations and our attitudes match up with the identity and the truth that God has created in us. That God hasn't made us to be double-minded or, or double-lifed people. God has made us to live in him. And that our calling in Christ really creates in us a one-mindedness, a one-heartedness that draws us together to live for him. That what we say is what we do. And what we do is what we say. And, and Paul is reminding us, this is what it's meant to look like. To speak and live and practice truth in love. And of course, what is that love? It's ultimately the love of God, isn't it? It's the love of God that is filled with grace and forgiveness that gives our life meaning and purpose. And, and it's all by way of knowing when we're strong and find that identity in Christ that says love doesn't just sit there. And that truth in love doesn't just say okay. And just in indifference, watching the world go by... True love manifests itself in action. I mean, imagine if our Savior approached love and just said he loved us. He loves us. I love you. And all the way to our abomination of our lives, God just stayed at a distance and just said, I love you. I love you. See, because real love doesn't sit back. Real love enters into the picture gets involved, it gets its hands dirty, it says whatever it takes, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm here to love in truth, as God has called me in that truth, in love. I, yeah, I want to put this in perspective today. Maybe you've been in that place of just going through the motions and you're just longing and trying to figure this out. And maybe it's confusing. Like, I don't know where to start. I talk to people all the time. They say, I don't know where God is anymore in my life. And things are falling apart. You know, no wonder. I mean, Paul talks about this, that, you know, that the attacks come. And sometimes it comes by way of gossip. Sometimes it comes by way of controversies. Or, or as he's talking to, bad theology can enter in. And the, the voices and the, the different messages. And, and we're overwhelmed. And we are pushed here and there. And the wind, and kind of like a hurricane forest wind, we're not strong enough to stand up against it. Well, how can we be strong? What does it mean that all the ligaments are supporting one another and being built up and that we're living and out truth in love in Christ. Um, now, I, I think there's some parallels here because Paul is talking about bodybuilding and strengthening of muscles. Uh, I know at my house, um, if you open a couple of our cabinets, there are a lot of reminders 
that health and fitness is kind of important at our house. And, and some of those reminders include like protein powders. Um, some of those reminders are in the refrigerator. There's lots of fruits and vegetables in the pantry. Uh, there's lots of whole grains and, and nutrition. There's power bars and energy gels and drinks. And, and there's stuff everywhere. And, and what it is is it's reminders that in order to live healthy, we have to turn to nutrition. You know, there's no substitute for us as, as God's people to say, hey, I want to be built up and, and remain on the couch and, and, and just continue to fill our minds with junk food of this world. When our God reminds us to know him and, and to be healthy is to spend time in his word. There's no substitute for this. There's, there's no shortchanging this or just saying, maybe if I, I take a quick, fast pill. And no, there is no quick, quick method to this. It's about spending time in the word of God. And not because we have to, yes we do, but because we get to. And a God who meets us in that word with his spirit to strengthen our hearts, to remind us that we are broken, yes, but we are God who builds us up with his grace and his forgiveness day in and day out. And a healthy life includes nutrition and a realization, I need God's word. And I would suggest an hour on Sunday is a great start. But what about during the week? That day by day we open God's word individually as people say, I need your word. Maybe it's starting the day out, opening the scriptures devotionally first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee. Maybe it's at night, last thing before you go to bed. Maybe it's during a lunch hour at work or wherever you are to say, Lord, I want to I know what you have to say. And I want to be fed scripturally and spiritually. I need that because I know I am weak in and of myself. My sinful flesh overwhelms me. I want to just hang out on the couch. And God enters in with his, his word and, and he strengthens us. Nutrition is valuable. And being in a Bible class, maybe to assume that, but it isn't assuming. Because God meets us in those places where we're reminded as we study his word, we're not alone in this. Part of a successful training routine is, is never just training on our own, but being part of a community where we know we're not in this alone. And when we're struggling or have thinking about falling off, where someone notices and says, you matter to the Lord. Whatever you're going through, I'm here to walk through it with you and encourage us along the way. Bible classes, small groups, so critical to being the church that is built up in God's word and, and health and wellness as he intends it. And then... Once we're fed and growing and health and well-being is, is stepping out there to use our gifts. We talked more about that last week. I'm not going to go into it as much, but what does it look like to use the talents, the abilities, the gifts you've been given to not just focus in on ourselves, how I can build up myself. No, it's to build up the body of Christ. How can I make a difference in Jesus' name, in the ways I've been blessed? Maybe it's through wealth, and you are a blessing to give and give more. Maybe it's by serving in a very talented way that God has wired you uniquely to make a difference for the kingdom and to use that gift that the body of Christ would be built up. The list goes on of how God can impact us. And then... To realize is the more we serve motivated by love in our life is then rest. It's not that we run around like a chicken with our head cut off and, and run ourselves and work out ourselves to the ground where we're burned out and we're bitter. 
happens way too much in churches where we get meetinged out and go to too many committee meetings. It's no wonder people are tired, right? It's, we overextend ourselves. That's not what God calls us to do, but to pace ourselves, to rest and find rest in the Lord. Sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is sleep, right? <laughs> because we need rest. And then to wake up and repeat with nutrition and community and time in God's word, growing in that word and serving. And we say, Lord, what's the adventure of today? And as we experience that adventure being used by the Lord, then we rest. And as God works in all of us, in health, in well-being, the church is built up. Every ligament, every joint, every extension, God is working in us love reps in amazing ways. You know, our Savior who comes into this broken world and lifts us, our sinfulness and our brokenness, all the way to a cross is the one who is working among us today. It's his power. And as we've been reminded when Paul writes it to Timothy, who he sends to go be a, an ambassador of Jesus' love to the church in Ephesus, he says it. You did not receive a spirit of timidity or a wimpy spirit, but a spirit of power and love. That's all calling him for his presence today. Lord Jesus, what a gift it is to be your church, uh, to be built up. And, and so often, Lord, we go through the motions. So often it's just about perceptions and keeping those perceptions up to those around us. And Lord, where we have been living maybe a lie, where we have fallen short of what you have called us to be, we ask your grace, your mercy, and forgiveness here today. And that you would lead us to get up off the couch, Lord, to open your word and to spend time there growing and, and becoming just better maintained in nutrition by the power of your word, Lord. Your word is food for our souls. And we need that word. Give us a hunger and thirst for what is healthy. And that the junk food of this world that's been filling our minds and leading us astray, uh, Lord, would more and more become very unsatisfying that our minds and hearts would be drawn to you. Lord, build us up there through that word. Build us up together as a body of Christ. Build us up, Lord God, in, in serving and using our gifts and talents that your kingdom might advance. And Lord, teach us what it means to have rest in the midst of it all, to be healthy as the body of Christ, living for you. Lord, you are the head, you are the source, you are our strength, and to you we turn today and always, in Jesus' powerful name, amen.